Hello. Time again for another Baseheads. That's right, it's your weekly support group for your MLB addiction. I am Westro. I've got the attorney at sports with me. Yes, sir. What's going on, fellas? And I got Cisco the realist on the other line. Yes, yes, yes. What's going on, guys? And we're ready to talk some baseball. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good. Uh, I love the weather so far today. Was watching my Yankees play. They're killing the Blue Jays. Life's great. Life is just great. Saw that big Aaron Judge home run today, man. Oh, helped my fantasy team tremendously, baby. <laughs> How about you, Cisco? How are things by you, man? Uh, things by me, they are great, man. It's getting warm, but hey, today, listen, today I kind of got caught by surprise, man. Basho Walter made a statement. That's kind of got me a little bothered, like a little bothered. I seen that, Cisco. I seen that, Cisco. Cisco, I know what you're saying, bro. Bro, Buck Buck Showalter said that Mookie Betts is the best right fielder he's ever seen play in person. Correct, Cisco? Ever seen? Yes. 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 Okay, I don't know about that. (laughs) Well, Cisco, real quick, who, who would you say is the best right fielder of all time? Right fielder. Babe Ruth. <laughs> well, Buck Showalter's never seen Babe Ruth play no, in person. No, 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 no. Look, look. I don't believe that for a second. Showalter's an old guy. <laughs> look, 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 look. Showalter is an old guy. I mean, they are guys that they are guys that were not elite, like Maglio Ordoñez, who's better than Mookie Bet. I mean, like Mookie Bet is a great player. Don't get me wrong, but he has a lot to prove. I mean, well, I'm sure we are going to get to Mookie Betts uh, on the show today. We have it in the lineup to talk about. Uh, I'll say, you know, just for what it's worth, the best right fielder of all time is Ichiro Suzuki. I mean, period. What, uh, I was going to say maybe Vladdy Guerrero. You know what? That's a good one, too. Well, I, I mean, forgot he was in right. Well, I mean, Larry Walker was in right. Joe Carter was in right. David Field was in right. Frank, uh, Frank uh, Robinson was in right. Like, they salary. Like, Tony Wynn was in right. Sheffield was yeah. in right. I mean, listen, Juan Gonzalez wasn't right. Sammy Sosa wasn't right. I mean, Ishiro wasn't right. Tony Wing. <laughs> listen, <laughs> I don't know, man. So we know what Cisco's saying. Cisco's saying Mookie Betts is definitely not the best right fielder of all. Absolutely. Joe Walter, Joe Walter has, has coached better players than Mookie yeah. Betts. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's start with what we're seeing this week, fellas. Uh, I was, uh, I'll tell you what, I had a pretty good week watching my Phillies. They are uh, they are doing better. My apologies to Gabe Kapler. Let's just start right there because he seems to have them have them playing pretty well. The Phillies right now twelve and seven, seven and one at home. Starting rotation has the best ERA in the NL. Uh, you know what? My apologies, Gabe. You do what you got to do. Listen, and, right, uh, listen, right now they're in the playoffs. Right. Right it's now, a long season, but I'll take it. I'll take anything I can get. <laughs> right now, in the playoffs. <laughs> so, attorney, what are you seeing this week? What were you watching this week out there in the games? Attorney? Yeah, I'm here. Did we lose you? No. Uh, what do you, uh, you see in that? What were you watching this week? What, Sorry. What had your attention in the game? Sorry, man. Uh, you know what I was? It was actually last night. I was watching that Clay Kershaw versus Max Scherzer matchup. I'll tell you what, that that was a heck of a matchup they had. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Not even because I've been saying this for a while. Agrees with me. I think that the narrative that Clayton Kershaw is the best pitcher in the game needs to shift in a different direction because I think the best pitcher in the game is is Max Scherzer. And I think he I think he proved it last night. I think he's been proving it, but last night was a perfect example. Clayton Kershaw went seven innings. Gave up four runs and only had four strikeouts. Now Max Scherzer went six innings, nine strikeouts, and nine only gave up strikeouts. Nine strikeouts and only gave up one run. Well, we're gonna get we're gonna get to that in the real segment more. But I know we got that on the lineup for this week. But as listen, well. Cisco wants to talk a little Scherzer. But but, but look, look, listen. That matchup, that matchup was a great matchup. I was actually nervous. And then I saw you yesterday. I'm like, listen. I really need my Scherzer to come and pitch. I'm like, yo, dude, you, I know sometimes you have your days. Today, it cannot be that day. Don't give up a home run. Please, I'll pitch this guy. Whatever you do, I don't care about it. Today, you need to come through. And 
and I was expecting because look, I'm expecting Matt Scherzer to prove that he's the best pitcher in baseball this year. To to really to really put that conversation away. Uh, this year, I think I think Matt Scherzer's best year. This is crazy to say, but his best year are still ahead of him. You know, we will. I'm sure we will get to that in the realist segment later in the show. But uh, I got to tell you, attorney, I was watching the numbers on that game too. I didn't get a chance to see that game, but just reading about it and watching the numbers, that is the kind of pitching matchup and the kind of team matchup that in April you think to yourselves, we could be seeing some of this later. And boy, Scherzer just bested Kershaw but, in, but in just about every way. Lestro, it, you say later. Now, when you say later, I'm sure you're in, you're. In, alluding to the playoffs. Oh, even I'm, the, I'm hitting it the fall, man. Yeah, even the playoffs, Max Scherzer has been better in the playoffs than Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw has playoff ERAs in the sevens and the sixes. Like, okay, we can look at Scherzer's time with Detroit. I'll admit, in the playoffs, it was a little bit inconsistent when he was with Detroit, but the Nationals, he's been in the postseason twice with the Nationals. Attorney, yeah. Scherzer was one of the reasons why Detroit got to the World Series. But he's hey hey his numbers in that World Series were bad. His ERA yeah, was in the yeah. sixes. Yeah, I know, but he helped them get there. Sure, sure, I agree. But his World Series numbers were bad. Yeah. But Mac, but Max Scherzer, since he's been with the Nationals, zero and one both times he appeared in the postseason. But the first time his ERA was three point seven five. The second time his ERA was three point six eight. So he was given the Nationals uh, an opportunity to win the game. He just yeah. wasn't getting the run support. Now Kershaw's fault in those cases. Yeah, Kershaw has had ERAs in the sevens. You can't – people can't say, oh, uh, Kershaw hasn't had postseason success because of the Dodgers. You could say the Dodgers haven't had postseason success because of Clayton Kershaw. Well – That's a better way to put it. Well, well that's a hot take right there. Well, right well, and, well, and think about this too. Uh, hey, Mike Scherzer is getting – believe it or not, he's getting less run support now than he did in the American League too. Doesn't need it. He's got an ERA at like one thirty right now. That guy yeah. is throwing smoke. Yeah. No questions. All right. So Cisco, we uh we hear that attorneys watching the big matchup last night between the two power teams. There. What about you? What are you watching this week? Man, the Rex has man. Mookie Bet is having Mookie Bets. Then amazing, yeah, man. And, and that's why Bacho Water is being a prisoner of the moment because Bacho Water, man, I like him. And I thought he used to get. An unfair shot. I thought that he builds team, and then after they get rid of him, they win, like with the Yankees, then like with the Diamondbacks. But for him to come out and make that statement, that was big. And but I understand that he's seeing Mookie Betts, and Mookie Betts is destroying his team. But that don't make him the greatest. Cisco, Cisco, Cisco. <laughs> is, is is there? Let me ask you this question. In the past, let's say, we'll say 15 years, maybe 20 years, has there has there been a right fielder more dynamic than Mookie Betts, more complete than Mookie Betts? That means base running, defense, hitting for average, hitting for power. I would would you is, is there anybody that comes to mind for you or no? Ichiro Suzuki. I think I think Ichiro. I think Vladimir Guerrero. I mean, I think I think Gary Sheffield was really good too. Like he was like better than Mookie Betts. I mean, I just don't know, man, where, where you go. That said, off to a raging start. He is uh, he is just killing it. This week uh, against uh, Shohei Otani, he, he led off in the Angels on Tuesday. He led off the game with a home run, hit two more during the game for three home runs in the game. He's uh, He puts him with, in, in a conversation with Ted Williams and I think Ortiz on that one. Yeah. And then uh, and then later in the week, he hit another leadoff home run. Hey, he's hey, just he's killing it right hey, now. Hey, fellas, I got a trivia question for you guys regarding Mookie Betts. What is Mookie Betts – what is his passion outside of baseball? What is he a professional at besides baseball? Uh, you got me there, Anthony. Well, well, what is it? Do you know, Lestro? I'm, I'm going to go with professional dark player. No, no. Mookie Betts is a professional bowler. Get out of here! Swear to God, he's 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 said on numerous occasions he's bowled three hundreds. He says if he wasn't playing baseball, he'd be a professional bowler. That's right. That's yeah, 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 yeah. That's right because uh, I seen. I'm not gonna I lie. That's the, awesome. I seen the yeah. highlights of him like throwing, throwing the ball. And, yeah. Like, the yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. <laughs> but I didn't know. Mookie Betts. Yeah. So far this year, Mookie Betts. Uh, uh, 23 runs, a, a batting average of 382, six home runs, 14 RBI, Let two stolen league. bases. Killing he's letting, it. He's led in the league. 
Yeah. He, best, he, uh, best he, out there. And he's, he's leading that Red Sox start, man. That, that Red Sox team is, is what are they, 17 and 17 and 2. The, mm. the best in baseball, running away with the AL East at the moment. I mean, just like like running away. Relax, the relax. The Yankees and them have to play a lot of well, times still. This is, this is the. I hear that, but we always talk about how you can't you can't win uh, in April, but you can lose it. They're putting themselves in position in April to to get to the point hey. where if they have a bad May or a bad hey, June, Les Jones Cisco, they can they can blow them. Listen, 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 listen. The pace they're on right now, everybody would agree, it's not sustainable. So I would I would let the Red. I'd rather have the Red Sox go through what they're going through right now, and the Yankees struggling as they're struggling. And then once the August comes, you know this little this this uh, run that the Red Sox are on will kind of fade out. And then the Yankees will get hot, and the Yankees will finish strong in the end, and the Red Sox will kind of fade well, out. And that's well, what I like to see. Well, 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 attorney, I'm going to tell you something. There's a new sheriff in time, Alex Cora. Listen, I, I know that Red Sox have a trend of always fading out at the end of the year, but Cora is doing a phenomenal job. Man, we got to give credit to where credit is due. The Red Sox, all of those question marks with injuries, with people not clicking in, with their pitching, all of those questions are being answered. Can some of the stuff fall apart? Yes, but the Red Sox right now, they are running away with that division. They are beating every team that they are supposed to win. And it, and it is a concern because Aaron Boone is not a good manager. Aaron Boone is not letting his player play. Aaron Boone is making decisions not even knowing his player. Like he's managing like 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 we already have seen 162 games and this is a playoff game. No. Sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta manage and know your player. And I don't care if a batter has played this pitcher 50 times and the batter has beaten the pitcher. Whatever situation you gotta let them play in the regular season. In the beginning of the season, you gotta let everybody play. And he's not managing correctly. Boom is not doing a good job. And Right. So, I mean, this is a different Red Sox team, and everybody seems to be clicking. So, we got to wait and see. I think the Yankees you are going to pick it up, but the Red Sox are a concern, and we should be concerned about that division right now. Cisco, you better stop inhaling those Boston fumes. I know you live out there in Boston. <laughs> you live out there in Boston. You better, you know, come back to the New York City. Come back to the New York City side, brother. We could use you over here. Well, I will tell you, he's not wrong. Uh, Cora's got that team feeling real loose, and he's got them got them swinging, and and they are hitting. It's it's been it's been a nice turnaround up up there in Boston right now. And I'll be honest, as a Philly guy, I hate Boston just you know on principle, but uh, they are they are doing great. And by the way, I just like to note that that one of us here mentioned that this is probably how it would go, and I'm not. I don't remember who, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the guy named Lestro who pointed out that the uh, the Red Sox were going to go out stronger and it was going to take the Yankees some time to jet. Uh, that was why look, I picked the Yankees as the wild This is the I, thing. This is the problem. It's not only the Red Sox, man. Toronto is playing better than the Yankees. And like, Toronto is playing better like, than the Yankees now, but I don't know no, if I believe but look, them. We got to look at what Aaron Boone is doing. People, let's not sleep. On this thing, like we got a question, what is going on? Because look, my problem with is like this: if you gotta let Jarrati go, make sure you replace him. <laughs> if you cannot replace him, you keep him, because right now it's too it is too early. But boom, doesn't have this Yankee thing going in that direction that who, they should. Who would have been your choice, Cisco, to replace Joe Girardi? Joe Girardi would have been well, 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 well. Joe Girardi would have been. Joe Girardi would have. Get to Game Seven of the ALCS and they can you. It's not like it's you know on the other side with Baker, it was the same thing last year when Baker got canned after making it to the NLCS. There was questions about that about taking the team, but you know Baker had been there several times and failed. He was unable to get that team over the hump. Girardi got them there last year unexpectedly. Let's show. So let's show the national. The Nationals didn't make it to the NLCS last year. They lost ALDS. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. They constantly lose. Yeah. Well, in, that, in the, yeah division but they can't get over that yeah. hump. So it makes sense to get rid of Baker to me in that situation. But Girardi, I was surprised by. But yeah, Cisco, who should they have hired? That's a well, good question. Who do you like to replace? Baker? I would. I would hire Tony Pena. I would hire Tony Pena to be the manager. If the Yankees were going 
to replace Jaradis. The Yankees didn't have anybody better. Even Thompson would have been better than Boone. I just don't agree with this guy coming in and making decisions based on his analytics. That made no sense. Trivia like, question. I got another trivia question for you guys. What team did? Oh, I love this. What team was Tony Pena manager before? Before he was the coach of the Yankees. Kansas City. Is it the? Yeah. Good job, Cisco. The Royals. Well done. Manager of the year. The first year. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay, here's a better question for you. When he was the manager for the Royals, which one of his players won Rookie of the Year? You got it, Cisco. Angel Barroa. Cisco got it. Cisco got it. Can't say nothing by you guys. But Matsui should have won me. That was 2003. That was 2003, right? Yes, Matsui should have won me. But you know they say, oh, no, he's too old. Just because he was a Yankee. All of a sudden, the guy's too old. Hey, he got his. Hey, well, he got know, his revenge when he won the World Series MVP, though. Hey, hey, screw you guys! <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, let me change the subject real quick so we can get off Godzilla beating the crap out of the Hey, speaking of hey, real guys, quick, it should have. I think it should have been A Rod to be the MVP of that World Series. I think so. No, no. You know what? I think it. I think it should have been whichever Phillies player. Didn't <laughs> third base when oh yeah. Gaming got <laughs> uh, so uh, as we're as we're talking about old guys here, you know what? I was watching this week. I, I was watching Bartolo Colon uh, this week. Uh, his performance on Saturday last week against the Houston Astros was just stunning. He took a perfect game into the eighth inning. Uh, won the game. They went. In, I think they went into extras to win that game. So he didn't actually pick up the win on it. But but forty four year old Bartolo Colon, uh, a throw in smoke even at his well, age. And I I I love well, it. He's scheduled to pitch again, I believe today later this afternoon. Uh, just for the next game. Let's throw. How does he keep let's doing throw. this? I saw Bartolo Colon in two thousand. Throw. Listen, listen, right. listen, 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 so listen. I saw him in two thousand. Take the Yankees into the ninth inning, throwing 100 miles per hour. Was, that was his fourth year in the league. One the hitter. He threw, he, threw a, he threw like a two-hitter in that game. I saw him. This is a guy, he's got a, he's even got a, a Cy Young award that he's, he's hiding under, uh, under, under his hat from, uh, from 2005. Bartolo Colon is, he's like Chewbacca. He's, he's been around forever. He's, he's, it, unappreciated and just keeps going out there and winning battles. Well, man. you you know, I'm very close to the people that train him and to his trainer. And they told me last week, <laughs> one of the trainers said that he's not planning on retiring. That he's gonna, I wouldn't retire either gonna, if I could keep pitching like that. That he's going to continue to pitch. Like they said that he feel like he got three more years in him. <laughs> You know, I'd say at least I love when those old guys turn into actual pitchers as opposed to throwers, and you really paint the zone and know what they're doing. I I used to love until he retired, especially at the end of his career, watching Jamie Moyer because it was the same thing. Now he didn't quite have the heat that uh, Cologne could bring and can still bring, but uh, I I love watching those guys who yeah. have tons of experience under their belt that know what they're doing. They get out there and pitch as opposed to just throw. And Cologne is. You know, I, I hated him when he was on the Mets simply because he was on the Mets. And as he's left them and, and moved on, he is a joy to watch. And I, I hope he gets back to the National League at some point before well, he retires because, again, dude can hit. Well, I mean, well by, by, by total, like, like Jamie Moyer, Jamie Moyer was, very, was a very interesting guy because Jamie Moyer used to, starter, used to study every batter. He used to, he used to write notes about everybody that he faced. Every single batter, Jamie Moyer used to know in the major league. That was you think Cologne's just going up there and, and winging it? Cologne just goes out there, Cologne just goes out there, and then he challenges you like he just goes out there and he just comes, comes right after you. Yeah, I've never seen Bartolo Cologne like get angry, <laughs> he just throws the ball, and if you hit it, you hit it, if you don't, you, you know, sit down. <laughs> That's a, you know, it's, it's exactly <laughs> right. He's got that kind of, he looks like a, one of those statues. Yeah. He's just got that, that look. He's standing there like stone yeah. throwing the ball. And, 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 and still to this day, 44 years old, took a perfect game into the eighth inning. Uh, good luck, Bartolo. You know, man. I will be watching you all You know year. what that tells me, though? It's just a reminder. If you love doing something. Against the Astros, by yeah, the way. If you love doing something and you're still able to do it, 
don't not do it anymore because people say you shouldn't do it. You know how many people are probably telling Bartolo, listen, bro, you're 44 years old, you're fat, out of shape, and you're overweight. It's time for you to take a hike and retire. Listen. Bartolo Colon still loves to pitch, and he's still good at pitching. So why would he listen to what other people are saying when he loves to do what he's doing? He's going to continue to do it. That's what, what you got. You got to use that motto in life. You got to use that motto in life. That's, that's the whole life. Absolutely. And yep. I'll say this. I'll say that Bart, with the way that the Rangers uh, are, are sort of uh, surprisingly bad so far this year, I would not be surprised if Bartolo Colon is a trade chip this summer that goes somewhere that needs a fourth or fifth starter that helps put and, them into the playoffs. And he's doing that. He is. He's going to make – he's a difference maker on a trade. In and, the, he's do, and, and he's doing that in Texas too, which is a, a notorious hitter's ballpark as well. Yeah. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, my body goes like, listen, uh, David Ortiz asked Bartolo in the All-Star game, uh, I, we're going to retire. And Bartolo said, what are you talking about? I'm coming back. <laughs> yeah, really. I'm, I'll be 117 and still pitching. That's a... <laughs> I'm with you, attorney. You're absolutely right. If you can keep doing it, keep doing it, man. If it's what you like and it makes you feel good, especially if it's making you money. You keep throwing that ball, Bartolo. Uh, you uh, you stay up there on the bump, and you keep yep. going. You know, I'm, I'm all for it. Yes, sir. All right, so, fellas, let's change our attention here and, and look at some of the other stuff that happened this week. I see here the attorney wants to talk about uh, about Verlander. What's on your mind uh, about, the, about the Astros? <sighs> Listen, everybody knows Justin Verlander's resume. MVP and Cy Young in the same season. Always has been considered one of the top five pitchers in baseball. Just a tr- When you talk about an ace – Verlander's your guy. He's the ace. But yeah. but let, Andy dates Kate. Oh, up. she's a smoke show, man. Let me tell you. But right. but uh, last last year, you know, I, and I only know this really comes to my mind because I had Verlander as my. I picked him as my ace in fantasy. You know, he he looked terrible last year with the Tigers. He had an ERA in, in yeah. the fours, mid fours. You know, then he gets traded to Houston. He becomes their you know their guiding presence, their ace to to get them back, you know, get them to the World Series, that mentor that the younger yeah, pitchers look to. Yeah, yeah, and the, the younger pitchers look to him, you know, wins the World Series, comes back this year as their true ace. He's 3-0 and with a 1.10 ERA. When people were belie- leaving Verlander for dead last year with the Tigers. Now he's back to being Cy Young MVP type of Justin Verlander. And it goes back. If you love to do something and you still think you can do it, never give up. Keep putting the work in. Keep doing what you love to do, and you'll get back to being successful. That's what Justin Verlander did. Justin Verlander's back. That's why the Houston Astros are the favorite to repeat well, as World Series champions again. Well, and not only that. Yeah, while we were, while we were uh, off this week, in between weeks, the Astros behind Verlander actually uh, passed the Angels in the standings again and are back at the top of the AOS where everyone expected them to be. Yep. Yes. Yes, and like – but the thing about the the thing about the Astros, uh, Charlie Morton, Charlie Morton, and Gabriel Coleman are unbelievable. They are even pitching better than Verlander. <laughs> that's, that's 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 how that's how crazy that they are. Well, that's one of the reasons that Astros team is so scary because they've got three or four, you know, essentially aces they can throw at you between a uh, Verlander. Cole, Keuchel, McConnell. I mean, they got they got guys that are just they got guys. And look at Charlie Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton is a guy that I'm. He's their missing. fifth guy. <laughs> yes. And then you know what he went through to be there. Like this guy was close to be out of baseball. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the the nah, yeah, but Berlander, he's having Berlander sort of like rejuvenated himself. Yeah, he like reinvented himself. Like I got hey. he was pl- he was playing on a rebuilding Tigers team. You know, wasn't probably putting. You know, wasn't feeling up to pitching every five days for a team that was going nowhere. Like you said, Cisco, that's a great word. It's a great way to put it. Rejuvenated, trading the yeah. trade to the Astros rejuvenated him, and now he looks like the Cy Young Award winning Justin Verlander. Listen, this this is like this is this acquisition could be if the Astros make another run and win another World Series. This acquisition could be just as big as David Cohn uh, when the Yankees got David Cohn. You asked me about that's that. A, that's, you, you know what? That's, a, that's an interesting point right you, there. That, you uh, at, coming in and helping them, helping them continue. The- Cisco, Cisco, I remember you asked me that, and I told you that it's kind of similar, but David Cohn coming to the Yankees at that point didn't have the, the prestigious resume that Justin Verlander had. Yeah, he was a little bit older at that point. He was he a, did, he was he a had, little bit older. 
he was a little bit older. He was and the Cy Young. He had a Cy Young already, and he had a World Series championship already with Toronto. Yes, he was a little bit older, but at the same time, he did it, something. He did something that the Yankees fan, Yankees fan, were suffering, and they become help that Martin Lee get to the postseason. Something oh, yeah. that something that they thought that Martin Lee was gonna retire, and not only that, the Yankee broke the record and he and he actually won four World Series with the Yankee. I mean, David Cohn, then really, then through the, David Cohn, he also pitched a perfect game, too. Not going to die for You know, it's interesting, because I was thinking as you guys were talking about Verlander, if he goes on to further success with the Astros, like Cohn did with the Yankees, because Cohn was, was the ace over there in Toronto and all that, but now whenever I think of David Cohn, I think of him as a Yankee, to be honest with you. Those yeah. guys in Toronto were like warm-ups to get to the Yanks, as far as I'm concerned. How do you think Verlander will be remembered. Will he be remembered as that the Tiger great or will or will people see him in an Astros hat if uh, if they win another one? He'll have if he wins another that that'll be rings with the Astros the, toward the end of his career, you know, how does how does he get remembered? Well, well, he here's remembered a, as a Tiger or an Astro? He, here's what he he would have to have the achievements that David Cohn had, you know, pitch the perfect game, win another World Series, you know, make a couple more All-Star games. That's true. That's, that's true. That's to, Cohn was there for uh, several years. Yeah. yeah. And won four World Series, so <laughs> you know, so you Yankees fans love pointing that. Out. I'm just saying, mind you, a little, a little interesting, a little interesting tidbit on David Cohn. I was just listening. We were me and my dad were listening and watching the Yankee game, and David Cohn was doing the announcing. And every two minutes, all my dad kept saying is, "Shut up, David Cohn. Shut <laughs> up. He talks too much. He's shut up." Like David Cohn's a good announcer, but he announces every single little detail of the game, and it kind of gets annoying. But I like, I like his input. You know, he's been around the block. But I thought the that nice was funny. thing about baseball is letting it, uh, letting it kind of hang. Yeah, yeah. But my dad was just getting aggravated because he, you know, my dad wants to watch the game and not really listen to the game. But, <laughs> you know, well, you know, well, but Verlander, Verlander is gonna be like Verlander is gonna be remembered. Verlander will be remembered sort of like way back when he was not to the Yankees. Like they remember him with the Yankees because he won the World Series, but then he remembered like as a Red Sox. I mean, but, yeah. To me, Wade Boggs is a Red Sox. I, you know, yeah, he was yeah, he was know, a journeyman but, to the Yankees, but well, I don't think a journeyman can lead the league in batting average. You know, <laughs> well, he can. He's a gun for hire at that point. Maybe you journeyman, know, like, mercenary, might be the right word there. Is, uh, you know, like <laughs> joining the evil empire. I don't think like I mean I don't think way back. I mean, in the Yankees, he plays good. He plays good. He plays good. See, in the I still see him as a Red Sox. No point, yeah, he's, but he remember, but but they remember him for both. Well, fellas, the other uh, one of the other big issues uh, so far this year, and we've talked about this on each show actually, has been the weather. The weather this April on the eastern half of the country and across the Midwest has just been terrible. As you guys, as you guys very well know, it's been it's been a brutal, brutal, cold, snowy spring across, and we've been watching baseball games. Uh, uh, get postponed and get canceled uh, like crazy this year. I saw, uh, let's see, Stark, uh, Jason Stark on The Athletic actually had a column on this this week where they said, uh, let's see, the season's 21 uh, days old, and I think there are, what was it, something like like 20 games have already been missed, 25 games have already been postponed. There is 25 games postponed in the first three weeks of the system, this season, the most since uh, since 2007. This week, Anthony Rizzo of the Cubs was talking about the possibility of shortening the year because, you know, he's tired of playing out there at 30-degree temperature. It's not really baseball when you're out there at 30 degrees. He's the boys of summer. He talked about shortening the season a little bit, maybe stacking up some more double headers later in the year. Do you guys have thoughts on that? What do you think of, uh, what do you think of shortening the season and or adding double headers later? And maybe hey! A little bit later. Like Ernie Banks said, let's play two. Let's play two. <laughs> but, you know, listen, double headers would be cool. But they would have to be structured the right way and scheduled the right way. It just can't be every game is a doubleheader. You know, no, maybe it's like getaway days on like Wednesday. In, you know, maybe, like, yeah. Or maybe instead of having a four-game series like tonight, like this weekend, the Yankees are, had the four-game series with Toronto. You have two doubleheaders. You have a doubleheader, have a day off, and then have another doubleheader. Instead of oh, playing wow. four games in a, instead of playing four games in a row, have two games, have an off day, and play the last two games. There you go, four games yeah, in two days. Yeah, like, 
But do you think this uh, this year the weather is – should we even be having this conversation? This seems like an anomaly to me. You know, like this year you're going to get a year where it's going to be snowy and crappy and a lot of games are canceled. You know, last year there was nine games postponed through uh, through the same time. And this year it's been 25. So it just seems to me this might be a bad year. Or is this something we got to think about? Cisco, what do you think about that? This is something we got to think about because, look, every year people suffer in the beginning. People start off. People got to a hot start. People got to a slow start in the beginning. The heaters are cold. They so is they so is like this really affects the player when it comes to their numbers too for both pitcher and then the hitter. So it's I hard to get into a rhythm when every third game is canceled. You know, I think I think it's fair to think about this and maybe baseball, maybe baseball should start in May instead. Mm. I wouldn't go that long. I'd say no, 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 it's starting to get nice because listen, that's the best part about March, March. When you think of March, you think of March and April, you think of baseball, man. Yeah. Come on. Not May. May is like, May is like a uh, fourth uh, Memorial day. And then 4th of July. That's more of like the holidays. You don't want, come on, man. We want the summer. Yeah. March and April. That's springtime. man. that's baseball time. Come on, Cisco. You're better than that, brother. Well, Come listen, on. Either well, you boys think about either it. you boys ever go to a doubleheader? Have you ever have you ever been to a doubleheader and watched the two games? Have I have not, that? but I played in them. I played in them. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've never played a doubleheader, but I went to a back in like ninety something. I went to a, I went to a doubleheader at Shea Stadium to watch Look. the uh, the Reds play the Mets in two games. And I'll tell you what, Last that time. was a long, long day, man. Even for a fan sitting there and watching that much baseball was a lot. Lesro, last Sunday. My buddy called me, and he was like, I'm going to meet with Dan Duquette, the Orioles general manager. I'm going to meet with him. Do you want to come to the game with us? I have a ticket. And I told him, tell Dan next time in another opportunity. It's raining. It's snowing. It's too cold. <laughs> <laughs> <Not going there." laughs> Free ticket to the game. I ain't going to. Cisco. Cisco, you got some good connections, huh, bro? I'm not Seriously. going there. I'm like, I'm not going there. <laughs> you know? Cisco, we know we know people who know people is what it is here at Tony. Yeah. We know Cisco and he knows people. That's uh, that's yeah. what we gotta go here. And the guru and the guru knows a little something about something, right? What's that that's saying right. you guys? The guru What's knows it? all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anybody who said the guru and the guru knows all. Yeah, there, there you go. Radio. Sounds like Cisco knows everybody too. <laughs> yeah. Gotta get these guys together. <laughs> no, you know, I met Dan before. He's a nice guy. Well, the other uh, one of the other big events this week in baseball. So we think, what do you think? Let's before we move on, should they should they delay the season or to just play through it? Shut up and, and and we'll deal with this when it happens. Let's play through it. Attorney, what do you think? No, maybe, play maybe through it. Some, yeah, I'm, play I'm with through you. it. I, play I think through this year has been terrible, but until but, this happens for a couple years in a row, I'm not listen, worried. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be against the fact or against the idea of them scheduling double headers once in a while, you know, for, like I said, for the, for the four game series and stuff like that, but to have a double header every game or every other no. day. No, 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 right. Even one, even one, every series is, is it, but maybe one a month. I'd like to see, yeah. I'd like to see more teams play double headers. I think, sure. I think there's something cool about them. I but, think there's something cool for the fans. I think there's something interesting for the players. I think. It... Nice. Fellas, I don't know what happened there for a second. It seems like some technical difficulties. I think the uh, the baseball podcast gods don't like the weather. The play. weather, man. It was the weather. It was, <laughs> it was the weather. They don't want us talking. The baseball gods don't want us talking about the weather no more. They yeah. wanted to make this podcast a doubleheader. They were yeah. Like, you know what? Let's talk too. So, yep. so, all right. We got that cleared up. I was just asking the attorney about the doubleheaders. We like these. We want to keep going on this. We think that's uh, we have a few of these, but not too many. Yeah, once yeah. a while, once a while. It's all just structured the right way. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm saying. All right, so let's let's move on from this before they uh, before they cut our uh, cut our mics again. What do you say? Fellas? <laughs> let's okay. move on. All right, so uh, I was I wanted to talk this week. Uh, one of the other big issues this week, uh, not really issues, but one of the exciting moments in baseball this week was uh, they're playing games in Puerto Rico uh, down there, and and uh, Lindor, Francisco Lindor. Hit a home run. He's a Puerto Rican player playing in a home stadium in Puerto Rico. Hit a home run. The place went nuts like they won the World Series. It was a huge celebration. Uh, big cheers. Big uh, emotion running around the uh, running around the bases. Made him come out for a curtain call. 
I thought this was a great moment. I mean, I, I wasn't rooting for either team. I don't really care. I just thought this was a fantastic moment for baseball, a fantastic moment for Lindor, and a fantastic moment for Puerto Rico. You guys have thoughts on what we saw this week? It was amazing. It was it was awesome. You could just tell it. You know what it was? It was pure happiness and just pure joy. And that's what baseball brings out in people. That type of that type of excitement and that type of passion and that type of joy. And you could tell. You know, Lindor hit a home run in his home country. It, it, that was the, probably the only opportunity he'll ever get to do that besides the World Baseball Classic because, you know, he plays in the major leagues in America, the United States. So him being back in his home country, being able to hit home runs in front of his native people, that's just an awesome feeling. That's an awesome, awesome accomplishment. Yes. Cisco, you got thoughts on this? Yes, I mean, whenever it comes to Puerto Rico, like, they have a lot of great baseball players, but he, he, he also, like, he was, they were more like celebrating like Clemente around that time. You see, so I mean, for them, this is huge because they have a guy, this is the guy that they actually like the most, not all of the players. So to see him go there, they feel like he's the next sensation and they really like the kid and, and they are like all about him. They love the excitement that he brings to the game and to see him do that in front of them, they feel like they feel great. Like, I don't know. It, there is like no better feeling for them at that moment. I'll tell you what, it looked like no better feeling. I got two questions on this that I want to ask you guys about. The first is simply playing the games in Puerto Rico. Now we've seen the NBA do this. We've seen uh, the NFL do this. We've seen baseball do it a little bit, uh, play games in other countries. What do you think, of having a game in Puerto Rico and, and instead of having it at, you know, the home stadium here in the States playing a game in Puerto Rico or playing a game in Mexico city, or even, you know, London, like the NBA does. What do you guys think of playing on the road like that? Do you like, do you like this sort of thing? Well, one, it's going to be better. It's going to financially benefit the major league, major league baseball, because, you know, marketing publicity, Mm -hmm. it, it just means money, but yeah, you know, because a lot of people say for baseball or even it's any any Americanized sport, oh, only the Americans follow it, only the American, only the Americans watch it. If you go to Puerto Rico or for the NBA, if you go to China, and, and say LeBron James goes to China, those those people there are in awe. They see LeBron James like a god. Yeah, my he's point huge. Is, my point is just because if, if the major leagues go to Puerto Rico or, or somewhere, any other country, doesn't, they're st- they, they deserve it. Those other countries deserve it because they follow the major leagues just as much as the Americans do. Or maybe even more. Maybe even more. So it would be cool. It would be cool for baseball. It would just add another element to the, to the game, I think. What about you, Cisco? You like playing these games in uh, other countries? I think last year we opened the season in Japan or something as well, didn't we? I like I like that because a lot of the base, some of the baseball players, some of the superstars are from those countries. Majority, majority of them, yes. majority of the superstars are, are for, from foreign countries. Yes, so I mean that's great that they actually get to see the fans because some people. This is the thing: some people will never be able to travel by choice or for different circumstances. So to be able. They will never go to a game like me. And I'm a fan, and I hardly ever go to a game. So, but if it's a game, but if it's a game, but if it was in my country and I was living there, yeah, most likely will go to a game. This is why, too. Also, yeah. because they, 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 you. I know we keep, we keep saying Puerto Rico, so I'll just mention the Puerto Ricans. The Puerto Ricans buy these players' jerseys. They buy the MLB package to watch to watch the major league players play. They're contributing financially. So why not reward them for that and bring a game to their country so they can watch and play in the person? Puerto, the Puerto Rican care about yeah. baseball more than yeah, anything. yeah. So, yeah. I would also say that I I like these games. I, I'm I get a little more concerned when they get it out of the sort of time zones, you know. But uh, with Puerto Rico being in the Eastern time zone or Mexico City being in the Central time zone, where it's just the same time as it's going to a game in Arlington or going to a game in Miami, I got no problem with it all. I think we should do as many of these sort of like exhibitions in other countries to, to try and fire up the game as we can. I love it. I'm a little more concerned when you take it to Europe or Asia because of the, the flight times. And I'm not sure that's fair with the jet lag coming back to the other teams, but man, I say play let's let more series in Puerto Rico. That was the, the crowd loved it. The, the, the players seemed to enjoy it. Why not? 
Cisco, yeah. who, who's the best Puerto Rican player of all time? Clemente. After Clemente. After Clemente. Beltran? No. Roberto Alomar, I said. Not there. Oh, that's a good pick, too. Ooh. Listen, guys. Boys, I'll tell you what, man. I don't guys. know what's going on here with the guys. technology, but I think <laughs> we, we, we got a. We, we, we like. They don't want us to be in Puerto Rico. They sit on the weather, and now they don't want us to be in Puerto Rico. But All right. So to get back just, to you. To get let's back just to hit you. this real quick, Cisco. I was I was asking you what you thought of the celebrations, uh, Lindor celebration, and uh, bat, uh, home run celebrations in general. You got a, you got a problem with uh, with guys celebrating home runs? No, 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 I don't. No, what about you, attorney? You uh, absolutely <laughs> not. I love it, man. You know, you guys know who Goose Gossage is, right? Of course. Yes. He's banned from Yankee spring training. You guys know that? No. Why? Because he was complaining about how players – you know, you don't remember him and Jose Bautista, their beef that they had? When Not Jose Bautista when Jose Bautista did the bat flip in the playoffs a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Goose yeah, Gossage yeah. said that's bad for baseball and it's just not right and blah, 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 blah. And he said that any player that doesn't have the Yankees doesn't deserve to be a Yankee and just all that nonsense. And Brian Cashman said, you know, we're banning this guy. He's, he's, he's not right for baseball because what these young players are doing is good for baseball. The, the, the baseball today is a, is a young generation game. It's, a, it's the young kids, you know, the, it's, it's a new generation. You show emotion. You play with passion. The Francisco Lindors, like Bryce Harper said, he wants to make the game fun again. Right, and that's fun. In the game. Yeah, man. What you hit a home run? Now, now you don't have to go over the top. You hit a home run. You 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 flip the bat a little bit. You know, okay. You 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 do the slow trot. Nothing that's going to disrespect the other team. I'm not for that. But you want to pat yourself on the back a little bit because you earned it. You hit a home run. You stole right? a base. That's you, harder than you, it looks. Yeah, you earned the right to celebrate. Now, like I said, don't take it over the top. Do your five or six second celebration and call it a wrap. There's nothing wrong do with it, that. Do it while you're rounding the bases. Let's, let's yeah, man. End it though. You know, do it and end it. That's it. Keep it. You know, keep it moving. Act like you've been there before. But the fact that you can't celebrate something you accomplished—I've never heard of that. that. That logic is terrible. I hate. Stupid, man. See, and I'm with you. I'm with you. Act like you've been there. And I like. I like a little bit of emotion running around the bases. I'm not a big fan of big bat flips. I think they look silly. No, it's, big it's, bat flips. Yes. I think, not, just, no. I think it just looks silly. It's not a matter the, of like showing people up. If I was the listen, pitcher, I might be pissed. But you know, the, the only time I, I I approve of a bat flip is if it's a walk off homer. You know That's what? It. That is true. That deserves listen, a bat flip. Listen, yes. that that I can always remember. I can always remember. They always showed the highlight. Of Gigson when he ran, when he hit the home run of Eckersley, and he's like by the bases, like with his hand, going back and forth, like celebrating mm-hmm. while he runs. Like celebration like that, now I'm okay. Like with Joe Carter, like when he hit the home run. Oh, fuck you. Sorry, that's what he said. Mitch Williams. <laughs> Oh, that's funny stuff. Ruined my fucking senior year of high school, that one. And all right, listen, moving on again. You guys love bringing up the Phillies' losses in the World Series. We're going to move on again. Uh, Let's talk about about the the Mets-Nats series this week was pretty exciting. I saw when the the Nats came back, like, eight runs on the Mets, I thought, this is the Mets looking down. This is going to be it. This is a run off a cliff like a cartoon character. This is going to cause them to look down, notice they've run off the cliff, and plummet. And then the next night, the uh, the Mets came back on the Nets in almost exactly the same way. What's going on with the Mets right now? Are, are, are they for real? They are for real. Cisco, they, you think they're for real? They, hey, listen, they are for real because the only problem with this team is injuries. And the guys are healthy. They They are for real. And they have a lot of guys. And they have a lot of guys with chip on their shoulders that are getting taking opportunity like... Asdrubo Cabrera. He's playing really good. Cabrera is playing insane. Well, you pointed it out last week. It's still Cespedes that's carrying that team. Yes, Uh, yes. Really, really the bat for him. Cespedes is the engine that gets them going. No other player in the National League is more valuable for the team than Cespedes is for the Mets. I mean, that's just how it is. So, I mean, they are for real. As long as they're healthy, they will be able to keep this up. 
Well, speaking of guys getting healthy and coming back looking for other chances, uh, Matt Harvey has, has been pitching uh, for the Mets here. And I see somebody wanted to talk about the real Matt Harvey showing up again this week. And I'm just curious, what do you mean by the real Matt Harvey? Well, well, the real Matt Harvey, please stand up. Please stand <laughs> up. <laughs> but, you know, Matt Harvey, he came out these, this the beginning of the season, and, he you know, he started all right, you know, had a couple good outings. Yeah, then looked, like, he, looked like Matt Harvey. He looked like the Dark Knight. Right. That's the what guy, he looked the, like. Right, the guy who, who made the name. Yes. And then he, yeah, not the real Dark Knight, not the Christian Bale Dark Knight. Nobody right. can ever live up to that Dark Knight. But, uh, yeah, so, and he came out the other night, and he pitched, and he gave up, I think it was six or seven runs in, in three mm-hmm. or four innings. And that's what I mean. That's the real Matt Harvey. That is the Matt Harvey of today. And people were saying, Mets fans specifically, oh, the Mets are back. Matt Harvey's back. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Pump the brakes. We have it. You know, Matt Harvey, we've seen what he's done the past two years. Two good starts is not going to change my beliefs on Matt Harvey. And then he proved me right by his outing the other night. Six runs and four innings. I just actually got an update. Matt Harvey has been moved to the bullpen. They're moving Matt Harvey to the bullpen. Because Jason Vargas is coming back from the DL. He's taking his spot. Matt Harvey is now in the bullpen for the Mets. Yeah. Well, then that's a, that's might solve but, the problem for them. But that, there. that could, that could work for them because you know, Matt Harvey, one or two innings, he'll, even when he was starting, he would throw good for one or two innings. You know, his velocity would be up there. But then when you get to that third or fourth or fifth inning with Matt Harvey, that's when it all fall apart. And now you bring him in, you bring him in as a relief pitcher in a, in a, in a sixth or seventh inning, that could, that could work for him. You and also not need only, a guy in your bullpen that can go long if something and goes wrong. Only, and Harvey yeah. can be that guy for the Mets. Sure. Not only that, Jason Vargas led the league in wins last year. Whoa, 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 bro. His ERA was in the fours, though, bro. Come on. But he's coming to the National League now. That's so? What's that mean? I mean, he's going he's gonna to have he's gonna hit. He's going he's gonna, he's gonna <laughs> to have more opportunity Dude. to get more out. Listen, this is my I don't this is why I don't think the Mets are for real. I think they I said they're gonna win the wild card. I'm not backtracking on that. But if they win the, the wild card, they for real. No, no, no. I don't I mean the, no, in the beginning in the beginning of the season in the, in the beginning of the season, Mets fans were already talking about 2015. You know, this team's a World Series contender again. And I just said you gotta be the, the first two Syndergaard and DeGrom in that rotation, you know, they're dependable. But after those two, you know, it's murky with Harvey and Mets and who else they ever have, whoever else they got back there. Yeah, the, the, and the Pips back there. Yeah. yeah. And do you think Jason Vargas is going to solve that issue? I doubt it. You know, it's a number he's five gonna, starter. Though. Jason Vargas solve, isn't bad. He's not going to solve that issue, but he's not a bad pitcher. What's the, what's better? What makes him better than Matt Harvey? Is my question to you though. Hell, he's hell, okay. He's durable. <laughs> He's durable. That's what makes him better. Like he's durable. Like you know what to expect from from Jason Barga. Well, let's team. say let's say he was healthy until he came to the Mets. That staff uh, <laughs> that, that staff has a way of, of knocking guys out for the season over there. So oh, we'll cool. see what happens with Vargas when he's uh, when he's up yeah. under that blue hat. You know what I mean? Barga yep. Barga is a lucky guy. Barga wins. Well, fellas, let's uh, let's move on here. Uh, we got a couple more things to talk about. We had teased last week we were going to talk about the next Astros. And I know we've had some technical difficulties, and we had a bit of a rain delay ourselves today. Do we want to talk about the next Astros now, or do we want to save this till next week? What are your thoughts? Oh, I need to talk. No, no, Les Joe. You pushed me back to this week. I need to talk about it. So let's do it. Let's talk about the next Astros. And what we mean by that, obviously, is this was a team that was terrible for years. This was a team that went through the process before the process was a thing. Uh, if, you, if you know that uh, Sixers and NBA, which, by the way, there's a game going on right now. And so yeah. I love you guys. I'm here talking baseball while the Sixers are playing. So uh, the uh, they, they went through this process. They, they, they stripped guys down. They built uh, through the ranks. They brought guys up and let them develop. And then last year, it all came together. They pick up a couple of free agents when they need it. And boom, they're the best team in baseball. They win the World Series. They come into this year. Again, the favorites looking like the best team in baseball getting better. So the question is, What's the next team to be able to do this? Who's putting together the next come from behind last to first sort of joke in the league? Uh oh, kind of. Oh, seasons? please let me go first. Please let me go first. Please oh, let me go attorney, first. Bring it on. <laughs> Listen, the team I've had my eyes on and my uh, my set my my sight set on the Atlanta Braves. Oh man, that's you know, that's a great choice. Listen, do you guys know the name Ronald Acuna? Of course. Yeah. This kid, man, is being compared to Mike Trout, but they're saying he's even more dynamic than Mike Trout offensively. Yeah, he's got the speed, too. 
Yes, he's dominated at every single level of the minors. They're talking about bringing him up this year, but you know they had that whole that whole service time issue. Yeah, he'll be he'll be up as soon as the uh, as soon as his it counts for him being in the minors. Yeah, it's yeah, like, but three days I think they expect him. But he's not even the, the the best. Well, he is probably the best player in that in that farm system. But they have three pitchers in the Major League Baseball's top fifty prospects. You have Louis Gahara, you have Mike Soroka, and you have Kyle Wright. All three of those pitchers are in the MLB top 50 prospects. So maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but in 2020, look out for the Atlanta Braves. I agree. That is a youthful team that really has put together. They've had some bad seasons the past couple of years. The Braves have been out of the discussion. They have been out of all talk for shit for quite some time now. But the team that they started to put together last year and, and are still putting together this year looks like the kind of team that can really make a run in a few years. That's plus the, plus the new stadium out there in Atlanta. It's a beautiful stadium. You know, new stadium, World uh, Series. Tends Ooh. to fire people up. Yes, sir. What about you, Cisco? Who do you think is the next Astros? What team can really put together the kind of uh, worst-to-first rebuild to make us take note? Lestro, you know my answer. You know it. <laughs> you know it. Just say it. Guess. Is it the Phillies? Yes. That's my oh. team, too. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's the Phillies. I think the future is very bright in Philly with the hitters. You know, Odubo uh... Herrera, Herrera is a hell of a player, man. And he's, he's good. Like, they have, they just have a lot of guys that are due to be good. And I Listen, think, like, I, I, I think they're going to start with a hitting. I think they're going to start just like the Astros. <clears throat> I didn't know Aaron Nolo. I didn't know Aaron Nolo was this good. Uh, he's I mean, been uh, sneaky. He came up last year and sort of, like, snuck under the radar a little bit. But, yeah, that kid can that kick a pitch right now. We've talked about at the top of the show, the Phillies starting rotation as the best ERA in the NL at the moment. And that's for a bunch of kids. That's really sustainable through the year, but it's impressive moving forward. Do the Like I told you in the beginning, when we first started, the Phillies should be the best team in the national league, not to make the playoffs <laughs> this year. If they don't make it, that's wrong. They should be the no. best team in the National League not to make the players. You know, no. I actually, as a Philly fan, I kind of agree with him. I think they will. They may be the best no. team not to make the playoffs. Come on. Come they, on. They, come they, on. Listen. Well, that's listen. two NL East teams that we're talking about being. But, but listen, you had the, the, the teams from the NL Central, the Cubs and the Cardinals or the Brewers. One of those two teams might not make the playoffs. You yeah, had the teams in the NL West, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, the Dodgers, those you know, they're not all going to make the playoffs. So the Phillies, you know, talent-wise, they're good. But if they don't make the playoffs, they're not the best team to not you, make the playoffs. You, you, Come on. You're going to see because that game is not played on paper. Not turning. You're going to see through the year. You're going to yeah, see I'll, 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 I'll see you in eight in August when the Phillies are 40 games out of first place. Sorry, you know sorry, Lesho. You know what? Like 40 games would be close <laughs> enough for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> this, is is the thing. this is the thing. This is the thing. Right now, the Phillies are in second place. Right now, they are playing, and they are looking like that team right now. Well, let me throw this one out. The other team that's always uh, talked about in this sense, and honest to God, has been for like five or six years now, are the Padres. Because they've got – the San Diego Padres have a fantastic farm system. Lots of young players. they got a beautiful ballpark. They seem to have some momentum. They just can't seem to get it all together at the same time. Are you guys discounting the Padres in this run? Is this – no, they're second on my list of teams. You know, have the, that have the brightest future. I like what the I like what the Padres do. But the problem with the Padres is all of their top prospects are in the lowest level of the minors, like single they're, A. Yeah, so, many years out. Yeah, they're ways away. But I like you know you hit the nail on the head with the beautiful ballpark. That's on my bucket list. I gotta get out to Petco Park, man. Me too, man. To I love watching the games down there. Um, I want to throw I want to throw another team out into this discussion too. Cisco, we'll let you uh, hang on. I gotta let you talk about the uh, the Padres if you want. But I want to talk about the uh, I want to throw the White Sox out there as ooh, well because okay, this okay. is a team that's really bottoming out since their World Series win uh, earlier this uh, what about ten years ago uh, yeah. have really sort of bottomed out now. But that's a team that is also putting together a young talented core. Gets a couple years under their belt, they could challenge in that division. Yeah, I mean, I like yo talk about pitching, man. The White Sox have some young pitchers that really intrigue me. The kid Kopich, the kid uh, Carlos yeah, Rondon, Kopech in particular, playing down there in AAA right now. Yeah, Carlos Rondon, he had the he had the surgery, the shoulder surgery, but 
we've seen what he can do. And then they have that young kid, the, uh, the third baseman, Mankata. Uh-huh. He's a stud as well. Yeah, Mankata, yeah. What do you think, Cisco? You, what do you think of the Padres or the White Sox? You like either of those guys? I like the, the Padres. Listen, by the time by the time the Padres are ready to compete, Hosmer contract will be over. Like, yes, yeah. type of contract. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, uh, not me, right. the Padres are not that's not happening right now. Cisco, you the know White why that? Sox, yeah, go ahead. You know, you know why the Eric Hosmer contract is not as bad as it might seem because, like I mentioned, the, the Padres' young prospects are a ways away, so the Padres are a ways away of from competing. But while they're going through that tough rebuilding phase, they have the veteran leader in Hosmer to kind of guide them through it. Right, little Listen. little presence down there, getting them yeah. through this these three yeah. years. Oh, yeah. Okay, so so the national has. But I agree, he's not going to be there when they're good. No, yeah. no. Like Jason Worth, like Jason Worth. He's not there now. When, when, <laughs> right? But now, word was was uh, was the Nationals trying to sign the big free agent to say we are a player now. It's, it's, yeah. it's, uh, that was that was their move to say, hey, pay attention to us, and it, it worked. The work years did very well for the Nationals, although they could never get over the hump. Well, right. the Nationals can't get over the hump with Bryce Harper. It's just the Nationals. Yeah, that's just it. That, that's the, the Nationals. The Nationals <laughs> are the hump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're looking at the at the NL East. Then is is what we we think is going to be the the hot division in about two years is what we're saying. A Braves Phillies battle uh, again. Yep. So this uh, is the the Nationals better get one soon because time, your time's right time. now. Look, look, yeah. look, right now. But look, right now I know it's too early, but right now the division is good. The Braves are competitive. The Phillies yeah, they're competitive. Like yep, right now is looking. Right now is looking good. Yep. I agree. I think uh, neither one of those teams may make a play for the division this year, but you can't sleep on either the Phillies or the Braves this year. You can't sleep on them next year, and then after that, shit, they could be teams we're talking about. Yo, bro, Brendan, Mac- Brendan McCarthy is pitching phenomenal. Oh. <laughs> you, you ever see his wife? No, no. <laughs> she is a sm- – oh, man, she's smoking hot, man. Yeah, your con- Attorney, your concerns are among my favorites. Listen, <laughs> hey, you know who's pitching? You know who's pitching good, but he always start like this. Everything he's been with a giant, Johnny Cuero. Johnny oh. Cuero. Yo, always with a giant. He started this way, but yeah. then we don't see him again. <laughs> a giant, he has been like that. Yeah. Well, fellas, let's. Uh, like I said before, we are cutting it close on time here, so let's get into our regular segments. Let's start with the realist. Let's start with the realist segment as we turn to Cisco, the realist, who tells us who the realist is this week. Cisco. Who you got? The real estate's Matt Scherzer. Ah, yes. Tease from the beginning. Look, I'm getting sick and tired of fans leaving Clayton Kershaw's spot. Matt Scherzer gets discredited every single time. And you know what I hear after he gets discredited? Clayton Kershaw. Mm. Whenever they say, oh, he's not better than Clayton Kershaw. He's good. But he's winning Sayan because Clayton Kershaw is not healthy. Listen, Matt Scherzer did something that Clayton Kershaw probably will not be able to do. Matt Scherzer was, regardless of what people want to say, because people look at Ian Ray when it comes to Matt Scherzer and Clayton Kershaw. But Matt Scherzer won the Sayan in the American League. He pitched in the American League, Wanda Sayang, and he was the best pitcher there for two years before going into the National League. Now in the National League, the only thing that Clayton Kershaw has on him is the array. Aside from that, Matt Scherzer is more dominant. People really, people really rank ERA really high. People are really high on ERA, not knowing what's going on. They not yeah, but Scherzer, got a, Scherzer has a 3-2-6 career ERA. That's not bad. Yeah, but they're not looking at the opponent batting average. They're not looking at the width. They're not looking at... They They only look at, oh, ERA. Please. Clayton Kershaw got up to a hot start. He's phenomenal. But he's been phenomenal for the last five years. That's great. But he started so good... Usually, when you see a guy that start like that, he is most likely to die down than a guy like Mike Scherzer, 
who started when we like in the greatest picture that has been more consistent. We see a guy that emerged later in his career and have a longer career. We seen that regardless of what Clayton Kershaw's numbers, they are dropping. And Manchester is getting better with age. So not only that, in the face-to-face matchup uh, this weekend, Scherzer smoked him. That's a so you're right. I, I agree with you, Cisco. Scherzer doesn't get nearly the sort of national attention that Kershaw does. Scherzer's got uh, uh, Cy Youngs in both leagues. In fact, he's coming off what two consecutive Cy Young winners in the National League, and everybody's still talking about Kershaw. I think uh, I- I'm with you. The realist right now is probably Max Scherzer. Right now and right now and this year, I predicted him to win the Cy Young, and he's gonna do it just to lead those questions, just not to just to clear that out for people you know all right so let's uh let's turn to our closing arguments then as the attorney at sports is going to put somebody up on the stand this week uh, uh the, the floor is yours uh, uh mr attorney who are we putting under the hot lights <clears throat> yes 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 and it's funny because my my closing arguments actually involve max scherzer this is pretty funny i'm gonna call dave martinez yeah. to the stand you guys yeah. familiar with yeah. dave martinez dave martinez yes okay he for those out there that aren't familiar, he's the manager You're of the right. Nationals. Now, now about a week ago, it might have been almost, yep, another rookie manager doing well, holding his own so far. But I think it was about two weeks ago. Max Scherzer, you know, I think he got a base hit. He's on first base. Max Scherzer steals second base. <laughs> steals second the base after the game. The pitcher, their ace, the two, the three-time Cy Young Award winner, the engine that makes the Nationals go. I know, no disrespect to Bryce Harper, but Max Scherzer yeah. is the engine yeah. for the Nationals. But he he steals second base. Okay, everyone, he's kind of shocked, but they're laughing. You know, it's a fun fun little thing. After the game, they asked Dave Martinez, "Did you give Max Scherzer the okay, Dave?" Dave said, "Yep, I told him if he, if he feels like he wants to steal base and he can do it, go ahead and do it." What? <laughs> what? Dave Martinez should be saying, heck no. I told Max Scherzer he better not steal a base. He better not even attempt to steal a base. Why is Dave Martinez giving his ace the okay to steal second base? Can you guys tell me? Can Dave Martinez tell me? Can somebody tell me? Because I'm, I'm at a loss for words. You I need get, answers. I need you got to get bases every way you can. I would just make sure that that, that dude slides feet first. If you're sliding, it, Scherzer, oh, but, hey, what if he's – what if he's running and, and, and the, the catcher throws the ball and hits him in the head or hits him in the wrist or, or, or he tears his Achilles running the second base? Any extra, extra, and yeah, any extra stuff that you can prevent, you don't want to do. And preventing it is by not stealing second base. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Dave Martinez, I'm, I need to know, bro. So if we can, if someone can get a hold of Dave Martinez for me and I can ask him, I'll ask well, him. Well, Cisco, you're the guy with the contacts. What do you think? What would uh, can we get yeah. Dave on the phone? Please, 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 Dave Martinez. I have problem with with, with all of these, all of these new managers, man. Except for Cora, they have been, all of these new managers have been raising a lot of questions. Except for Cora, the minute wow. the minute that goes, slump, then Cora is gonna get. <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave Martinez, right now. I mean, oh yeah, and Gabe Coupling got. Gabe Kaplan is looking good, too. Kaplan's starting to settle in. And Callaway. And the Mets yeah. coach. Oh, yeah, Callaway. Callaway also Callaway. settling in, his, uh, in there as well. It's just, it's just Aaron Boone, <laughs> really, right? <laughs> well, we had some problems with Kaplan at the beginning. A little too analytics, a little less yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. using the eye test. Uh, he, has, he has since pulled back yep. on that and has really started, you know, like he started Herrera. Uh, on, uh, when they played the, the Braves, uh, the, the second time they went in, he did not start Herrera against the pitcher on opening day because the numbers weren't good. When they went back, he said, you know what? He's hitting well. I know his numbers aren't good against his pitcher. I'm going to let him play. And Herrera helped him win. What about fantasy baseball? What we got? Well, let's, as we, as we get out of here, let's talk about the week going forward. You guys, uh, as, as, as we're looking at the week ahead, uh, what do you guys think for fantasy? What, what do you have? Anything quick we want to tell people uh, on the fantasy going forward or just what to watch this week? Cisco, well, let's start with you. The hitter to watch, uh, Joan, Joan Moscada. Moscada. Yes. Who? Joan, Joan Moscada. 
Oh, oh the White Sox. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's being he's being hot. Over That's that the guy you say ride this guy this week. Yes, ride ride with him this week. Arby's from the brave. And what? He's batting, he's batting Aussie Arby's from the brave. Oh yeah, he's yeah, batting, yeah. He had a home run last night off Syndergaard. He's batting three seventy nine with two. Home run and five RBI over the last seven games. Uh, and, okay, okay. And a guy to stay away, stay away from Abby, Abby Sayel Garcia from the from the White Sox. Why is that? Uh, he's batting 0.71, zero home runs, zero RBI <laughs> over the last. <laughs> and stay away from Jorge Alfaro from the Phillies. He's batting 136. Been a rough start for Alfaro. Oh. Hitting the ball Whoa. right at Whoa. Him. I have even worse than that. Randall Gridgick from the, the Blue Jays is hitting 083. That's not a good start either. Lo- Logan Morrison of the Twins is hitting 085. <laughs> so, and you know who, you thinking, guy, who, should we, who should we watch and not watch this week in the fantasy game? Okay, I want you guys to buy low on Dallas Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel started the season a little slow, but his last outing, he went against your Mariners. You know, not your Mariners, Les Show, but your I know, man. They're Mariners. another surprise team so far this year. He Dallas Keuchel went eight innings against them, one run ball, and then today he's taking on the White Sox, who aren't really the most powerful. Yeah, that's why he should so win. If you have an opportunity, yeah. So if you have an opportunity to get to go pick up Dallas Keuchel, look into it because his schedule is getting easier and he's been pitching much better of late. And the hitter, I want you guys to take a look at. Uh, well, I want to say Mike Trout because Mike Trout's been getting hot. Everybody's got Mike Trout. You're not uh, starting Mike Trout on your team. You're yeah. doing something wrong. Yeah, but but uh. I'm just looking at my fantasy team. Javier Baez from the Chicago Cubs. Yeah. He has been turning it on of late. He's always been more – he's always been kind of a streaky hitter. But in his past – Right now. Say it again? He's the hottest hitter right now. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, those are the guys I want you guys to take a look at. Dallas Keuchel and Javier Baez. Well, I'll tell you, boys, I don't uh, don't have the fantasy uh, watch that you guys do to watch. I'll tell you that the matchups to watch this week, though, as far as I'm concerned, is the midweek change. The weekend's got some good games. The midweek, you're going to see uh, we got the uh, the Los Angeles Angels at the Houston Astros for a series, and that should be Ooh. a major matchup in Houston for uh, for I know it's only April, but that is a battle for the AOS that we're going to be watching all season long. And the other one that's like that that we could be watching all season long is that the uh, the Boston Red Sox head to Toronto this week and Toronto is making an upswing not today uh, thankfully for you Yankee fans but uh, they are they are looking to make a name for themselves as well and I think those are the two series to keep your eye on this week is going to be the, the Angels Astros and the Red Sox Blue Jays and I'm I, I would almost bet that we're going to talk about something from those series uh, uh, next week when we get together fellas yeah, I'm, I'm hearing it I like what you're saying let's show I hear you I like it. I want to see what Otani's going to do because things have been quiet with Otani. We got that blister on his hand, so yep. he hasn't been pitching. Uh, it's affecting yeah. his hitting, too. Uh, he'll get back to it. I'm not at all, all that concerned about that. Well, fellas, yeah. we are about out of time on Base Heads this week. Uh, so I am just going to I'll tell everybody where they can find us. You can find Base Heads on all the places you can find uh, your, uh, your, your, your podcast preference. You can find it on the iTunes. You can find it on the Google Play. You can find it on Stitcher. You can find it on SoundCloud. And, of course, you can find it on the worldofsportsnetwork.com where you can find lots of other great shows. You can find my other show, Trash Talk Radio. You can find the Attorney in Sports other show, The Sports Court with the Guru. You can find Cisco the Realist other show about the Realist Boxing. We got everything you need. You can always find me, Lestro, on Twitter at More or Lestro. Attorney, what about you? Where can they find you? Shout me out, guys. Go follow me on Instagram. Give me a good follow. Quick follow, attorney at sports underscore. Lots of videos every day from the attorney at sports underscore on Instagram. Cisco the Realist, my man, where are you? Cisco the Realist at Facebook and Cisco the Realist at Instagram. And let's tell everybody that is Realist E-S-T. He's not a realist. He's the realist. Fellas, it's good talking to you again. We'll do this again next week. Until then, I'm Westro. That's the attorney. That's Cisco. Thanks for listening to Baseheads. Peace and love, guys. Peace and love.